Teacher, what star is that? To gunplay, we vets. It's West Coast for life. No crews, only sets. Boo. Yo, what's up? West Side Slaughterhouse, huh? Y'all don't know Mac 10? This is West Coast hip hop, boy. You better understand. Thank you for listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked in, click clack, to Side Life Radio. And as always, you know who I am. I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, 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 a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin, a.k.a. The Black Cortez Killer. Ain't nobody triller than me, homeboys and girls. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first, first podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Believe that. Nobody out there is lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like Adisa the Bishop. So you can be down now or you can bow down later. Because the West Coast OGs, they stay greater. So shock. If this is your first time listening, oh, this is welcome to the show. Have a seat. Yep, 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 yep. Sit up straight, though. Sit up straight. Um, if this is your first time listening, understand that this this podcast, this show, this this thing we do every week, this thing we do. It may not, it may not be the best thing, but you know what? (laughs) About a show enough is the West thing. About a show enough is the West thing. About a show enough, show enough. Show enough is the West thing. West thing, yeah. On the real, on the real, on the real, on the real. Yo, how are you handling things? You good? You good? This is your OG looking out for you, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Appreciate you. Man, let me just say, right now, the podcast is on an upward swing, bruh. People are giving love to the Bishop Chronicles, and I gotta thank you. You, you, look in the mirror. I'm talking to you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for continuing to subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Libsyn, right? Spotify. I'm grateful to all of you. Um, One of the things that people have been doing more of is they're taking screenshots of what they're listening to or screenshots of their car and then posting it in their stories and tagging me. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. That means a lot to Mike. That means a lot to Brown and all the homies of Farside TV. So please continue to do that and encourage people to listen. It's working. The BCP army is growing. When I say army, I need you to look up at the sky slowly. Like you heard the conch shell. Right? The BCP army. Let's all look up. Is growing. So please continue to pass it on to your homies. You know what I'm saying? Let folks know what it is. You know what I mean? 
And like, yo, if you ain't listened to the to the show on Mac Miller, you need to go do that. You know what I mean? If you ain't listened to the show on Nipsey Hustle, if you ain't listened to the show on Tupac, huh? And Machiavelli and how that changed his whole mind, military strategy, you know what I mean? If you haven't listened to the to the show on Public Enemy, and then we got that little interview with Eddie Bravo, you ain't listened to the Half Gracie? Oh, you talking about MMA blood? You ain't listened to the Half Gracie, man? You slipping, fool. That Bruce Lee show. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you for your support of it. Thank you for passing it on. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for your feedback. I'm getting more and more feedback at Bishop Chronicles on IG and at Real Hip Hop Chess on IG. And I just got to say, I love the interactions. If I follow you or if you follow me and I don't follow you back, let me know. I'm not one of those fake people who be like, follow me, follow me, bruh. And then like not following back or like unfollowing later. And I don't play those games. If you follow me, I will follow you back. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you. You know what I mean? And you know what? Right now, I'm going to say people periodically will ask me a question, right? And um, I answer it right then and there. But you know what? If you have a question that you want me to answer, send me a message on IG at Bishop Chronicles. Send it to me at Bishop Chronicles. It can be a question about hip hop. It can be about health and fitness. It can be MMA. And I will shout you out and answer the question. Because that's what a scholar do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Holla at a scholar. Hey. And now, you know what? In a time, this is a serious time, right? COVID is everywhere. The planet is shut down. I ain't going to lie. I don't like COVID at all. I'm not feeling COVID at all. But I'm going to tell you what. You know what I think? I think COVID is the earth telling everybody to sit still while she replenishes herself. Look at the sky. You smell the air right now? It's been raining the last few days. And I love it when it rains because when the rain clears, because nobody's out on the road, because the buses and the, and the, and the, and the SUVs and everything else ain't spitting out everywhere all over the world, I can smell the difference in the air. Can you smell the difference in the air? I know a lot of people are like, yo, I'm feeling hell of a... Uh, Lockdown, obviously, because you are feeling hella um, cooped up. Now, I got to say, I've had some friends that are having a hard time being on lockdown. Look in on your friends. Sometimes it just takes like a video chat to help them feel some human connectivity because being in their apartment in their house is driving them nuts. All right. Reach out to people. I'm an introvert. This is easy for me. I don't care. I don't like people no way. I'd be like Yoda up in the trees meditating, percolating. You heard me? I'd be pulling X-wings up out of the swamp and all that. But for real, I'm just jogging, making tea, chilling. But everybody don't get down like me. Some people are very stressed out. I had one person reach out to me, told me that, if I remember correctly, that two people had killed themselves so far. We haven't thought about COVID suicides from people who aren't ready to not be engaging. You know what I mean? Who social distancing gives them anxiety and pain. And so look in on people, right? Check in on your folks. I'm checking in on you. If you got problems, reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? I'll hit you back. I'll tell you what's happening. I'll give you a kind word. You know what I'm saying? Um, and now it's time for the heartbeat props. Heartbeat props are where we give love to the living because so many are passing away. In the COVID-19 era, I don't care who you are. Whatever you think you know about the world and what's possible, it's all been turned sideways, all right? And all of the original expectations for 2020 have scattered hither and yon. Hither 
and Yan. So because it's gone, bro, because it's unknown, man, we got to give love to the people we know are here while they're here. You know what I'm saying? Let's not wait till people pass away. If you listen to Bishop Chronicles, we've been doing heartbeat props for a long time. And Heartbeat Props is based off the song Heartbeat Props by Digital Underground. It's based in West Coast hip hop. Gratitude, boy. I'm never going to stop talking about the West. Don't look for it. Don't listen for it. Worldwide West Side all day. Heartbeat Props to my man at Uncle Damien Speaks on IG. Despite all of this stuff, my man be masked up and he be helping people in the hood. At Uncle Damien Speaks. If you haven't heard him on the show, he's been on two different shows. He's mind-blowing. The, the work that he does in the juvenile halls and for the people who are struggling in schools, it's unbelievable, okay? So shout-out to Uncle Damien Speaks for all the work that you've been doing to make sure that people are well, that pregnant moms and stuff have, have access to the food and the things that they need. I really appreciate you, bro. I really, really appreciate you. Um, also, at Steve Bram. B-R-A-M. My dude, Steve, met him at Camp Tazo. Met him at Camp Tazo. I heard him introduce himself to the, to the, to the, to the group that day. And I was like, this dude's amazing. And as uh, luck and the universe, God, however would have it, we ended up having to work together. He came to my clinic on hip hop and chess and we became cool. Steve Bram, bro. I just want to shout you out for being, um, a fantastic person. And and shout out to all the Camp Tazo people. If you was at Camp Tazo with me and Riza and uh uh Nicoletta and 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 Shaolin Monk Xian Ming and all the amazing people around there, listen, I got your back. Always hit me. But I wanted to shout out Steve Bram and say I appreciate you for um reaching out to me and 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 sharing your ideas and enthusiasm and I look forward to staying connected, bro. I appreciate you truly. Um, at Hip Hop Education Center. If you're on IG and you are not following at Hip Hop Education Center, um, you're slipping. They do a lot. Like if you're about hip hop and education, you need to be following the events that they host, the events that they promote and things like that. They do a lot of beautiful things. And I've really been, um, appreciating you guys for what you've been been doing not only you know for bishop chronicles but hip-hop chess federation before that and so i wanted to acknowledge you and thank you um finally this person is not on ig they're on twitter actually they're on twitter uh i'm shouting out yo hands up who here from memphis where the south at got love for the south i mean my daddy's from magnolia huh it ain't a joke out here boy I ain't playing. My daddy's from Magnolia. Um, but shout out to the people in Memphis. I want to shout out my man Richard Dean of the Orange Mound Chess Club. Richard Dean. He's at Richard Dean61 on Twitter. This is a Twitter guy, not on IG. Richard Dean61. At Richard Dean61. My man just sent me an Orange Mound Chess Club shirt and hat. Lit. Truth is, I've been talking to him about doing stuff for a long time and getting out there. And, you know, he built his chess club up. He was originally, he was just hitting me up uh, on Twitter and we were just building on chess and stuff. And he's just a good dude. He loves the youth and he's building up his chess club. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
I appreciate you, man. Straight up, straight up. And at Cypher Scholars for having me on as a guest. Shout out to all the homies in New York. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be thinking because I throw up these W's, you know what I'm saying, that I don't have love for New York. I got love for New York. And now your job is to call three people. Don't text them. Call them. Talk to them for three minutes and tell three people for five minutes. Three for five. Call three people for five minutes and tell them why you appreciate them. Okay? I appreciate everybody, you know what I mean, for the the little things they've done for me to help keep my sanity in place, you know what I'm saying, during this COVID, you know what I mean? And now, drum roll please, it's time for the West Coast Word of the Week. The West Coast Word of the Week is brought to you by The Streets. Watch out. Today's West Coast Word of the Week, why do we do it? We do it so when you come visit, you don't get beat down. We do it so you don't get jacked and robbed. You know what I'm saying? Um, but mainly we do it to help ensure that you understand what code switching is and why it's important. So today's West Side Word of the Week is mollywopped. You're getting two. Mollywopped and stole on. This is bae. <laughs> Mollywopped means you got beat up. Stole on is the initial socking. There may not be a full beating up of a person, but you can get stole on. I think you hear Snoop Dogg referencing getting stole on on uh, Murder Was the Case album, the track Who Got Some Gangsta Ish. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's a great song. That's my favorite song on the album. In any case, after I explain what the words are, I always play out a little scenario so you can understand how to use it. What is the example? All right. So it's Sunday afternoon. There was a big party on Saturday. You didn't make it. And this is how the conversation goes. With you and... Your homeboy, White Meat. Call him White Meat. Yo, man. What's going down, White Meat? Oh, nothing, fool. You know what I'm saying? Went to the party last night. It was lit, boo-boo. Word, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go, but then I just, you know, I was playing around online and fell asleep with the phone in my hand. I was on Spotify just, like, playing all these posse cuts. Was it fresh, though? Yeah, man, it was fresh. But then, you know what I'm saying? Remember that dude from over there uh, uh, off of whatever in them street? Yeah, I remember them fools. Well, I don't know what happened, but one of them walked up to uh, the DJ and just stole on him, right? And I'm just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Having a little Mountain Dew and then, pow, stole on that fool right in front of the turns, man. Hit the turns, it goes off the record, everything. Why'd he do it? Why'd he do it? I don't know, bro. He just did it. Well, then when what happened? Bruh, listen, the DJ, after getting stole on, he got up and I swear to God, he mollywopped that fool all around the garage. Just, the, just giving it to him, blood, all over the garage, blood, threw that fool out. And then he started playing beats again, man. It was crazy, blood. I spilled my Mountain Dew. I swear to God, man, the bay is nuts. And that is your West Side Word of the Week. And now it is time for the chess and life strategy lesson of the day, right? 
because we want to be strategic in how we move and how we think and how we conduct ourselves. Today, what I want you to think about is how all of the chess pieces move, right? Pawns move forward, straight, but then attack to their left or their right. They attack on angles. Castles move up and down, left and right. Right. Knights move three squares in an L formation. Bishops move on diagonals only, but on opposite squares. Right. You know, the queen is the most powerful piece on the board. And the king is like the one that sends everyone out to fight and can move, but shouldn't be moved too much. Should should be the like the wheelhouse of appropriate thought and action. Which piece are you on the board? What piece are you? When you think about how you think and live, which of those pieces is most emblematic, right? Reflective of how you live your life day to day. And then I want you to think about what piece on the board is most unlike you. And then your goal, I want you to write both of those things down. And then I want you to think about how you can network with the people who think unlike you so that you can be on the same team, right? When you have people around you who don't think like you, but who are on the same team, you're much less likely to fall victim to drama and BS, right? And this is why a lot of times when you look at gangs and gang life specifically, why do people always go to jail or get clapped up in the end? Because they make the same mistakes people have been making on the streets forever. And they're deadly mistakes. Or they go to the clink for 10, 20, 30, get life. Right? I want you to think about who you have in your circle that's really on your team, but people who don't think like you. So you can use that to win. Call that unity and diversity. You got to have unity in your diversity. If everybody on your squad thinks like you, you're going to lose because you all think the same. You're going to fall for the same things. Word is born. And now it is time for the haiku. Normally, well, for those that, if you're just listening to the show, every week I do a haiku. And a haiku is a Japanese poem made up of three lines. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the last line is five syllables. Um, they do not have to rhyme, but most of mine do. And I write in themes. In fact, my next book, uh, A Dead Man's Diary, which is almost wholly done, it's almost done, um, has a section called A Dead Man's Poetry. And... It's all haikus themed out. Some are jujitsu, some around stoicism and Sufism. Um, some deal with romance and some deal with just like nature. This is one of those. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes I think that the earth is just replenishing itself. I think that the earth is trying to cleanse itself. And you see all around the world that the skies are more clear, the oceans are more blue. And you can see that, you know, um, abuse of the earth gone unchecked. It doesn't take that much to help the earth stay revitalized. And, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with COVID-19, right? But the fact that we all get to stay inside, the fact that 
staying inside keeps us alive. How many of you listening right now will never know, myself included, had I been on the road, I might have died in a car accident. Had I been on my way to work, somebody might have slashed me on the way home. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things that could be happening to us that are not because we're indoors. I'm grateful for that. All right. And I see the earth. I smell the air. I, 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 I look at the oceans and um, I am reminded that if the earth is in a cycle of replenishing itself, then I should be too. Now I'm talking about hip hop, boy. What? Conejo. <laughs> if any of you know how much I love Con- Conejo as a rapper, bro, like I've been talking about him for years. I've been talking about him since Pawns in a Chess Game. You know what I mean? I love Latin hip hop. Y'all know how I get down. Yo, this album though, fire. West Adams, get on it. Follow him at Conejo, C-O-N-E-J-O dot rapper, I-G, fire. Oh, you ain't really knowing about the songs like Bossed Up, huh? You ain't really knowing about... Giorgio Armani, bruh. You ain't really knowing about poison. You ain't really know about big guns, huh? The shipment. Come on, man. Run the jewels. Come on, man. Yo, shout out and salute to Conejo for real. For real. Hey, come get on this podcast, bro. Stop playing and come get on this podcast. Speaking of which, he got his own podcast. You know this dude was a fugitive, bro, on the run? Hmm? You don't know about that life. So he's got a podcast on Spotify called uh, Inside a Sinister Mind. Season one, El Fugitivo, episode one, my time is up. Bro, you need to tune in and tune in and tune in and tune in again, fool. Westside. Yo, I've been bumping the Iron Sheik, huh? Iron Sheik is raw, bro. If you ain't up and you like that boom bap, that real New York. Real New York. And I'm talking about, go follow my man, Warlord underscore Iron Sheik, H-A-O-A. Warlord underscore Iron Sheik, H-A-O-A. Fire. Bruh, not only got hella bars, he's really about that fitness life. He stay working out. Stay sharing positivity. Follow him. Yo, right now, I'll tell you what I be working out to, bruh, is my homie Beast Mode, B42, phony homies, huh? B42, go on YouTube, put in B42, phony homies, representing Baldwin Park out here on the West, you know what I'm saying? Come on, bro, hell of a good song. What is it about, bruh? It's about, it's about, um... How, you know, friendships don't always last, man. Sometimes you rocking with people and they turn on you, man. You know, if you've gone on YouTube, you see my, my, my thing on enemies. Look up my talk on enemies, right? I talk about inimicus, right? The word enemy comes from inimicus, not a friend. Everybody's not your friend. They're not going to be, especially right now, COVID-19. You got phony homies, right? And you might be a phony homie to somebody because of something that's going on in you. You know what I mean? You need to check yourself. That song is raw. And now it's time for the new section of the show called Hood History Books, where I tell things that happen in history, only I talk about it like it just happened in the street. This is 
the swordsman, Miyamoto Musashi, and the case of the cowardly cook. If you don't know who Miyamoto Musashi is, he wrote the book called The Book of Five Rings. There's a novel about him, one of my favorites. It's called Musashi by a guy named Yoshikawa. If you get that book and you read it, you will learn a lot about life. It's my favorite novel on the planet. However, the novel is not really based on that much of his life. It's a straight novel. And the Book of Five Rings is a strategy book. It's not really about his life. But I've studied a lot about his life. And I'm going to tell you a story about Musashi right now. It's important to note that Miyamoto Musashi was a ronin, a, 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 a samurai with no master. He was self-taught and he killed people his whole life. He never lost a duel, killed more than 60 people. The first time he had a duel, he was 13, maybe a little less than that. In fact, I think me and Mike are going to have to bring back that Musashi episode soon so you can really soak that up. So this is an incident where Musashi, because he was known for his his swordsman prowess, was invited to Lord Ogasawara Castle. Ogasawara Castle. That's where he was. Invited to dinner. So anyway, at the the castle, there was this hating ass cook, right? And he over there making food and he's telling his partners, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? It don't matter if Musashi is supposed to G of all G's blood. If we just mop him, like if you come dirty, if you fight dirty, you can mop anybody. It doesn't matter, blood. Like you can't really be tripping off like somebody's reputation, blood. Like I'll mop Musashi, fool. And somebody was like... Man, you can't see Musashi, blood. It don't matter what you do. That fool going to wreck you, blood. He's like slashing hella fools all over. That's why he's coming here for dinner, blood. That's why we making this meal right now. Pass the uh, soy sauce. And the cook was like, listen, if you come hella underhanded, you can defeat anybody, even the devil himself, fool. They was like, gone and get him then. So the cook, when Musashi's walking his way into the castle, the cook had like a sword and he was tucked in this little corner, this little shadow, right? So he hops out. What's up, fool? Fushing! Musashi, being ever ready, pulls out his wooden sword. It's important to note that everybody he killed, he killed with a wooden sword. He didn't even use an actual katana, a blade. He cuts to the left, whoop, miss me, fool, and then struck the dude four or five times on his right hand with the back of his sword. Bop, boop, bop, boop, bop. And then keeps going on toward the castle. Meanwhile, everybody hear the commotion. This dude laid out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And somebody out in the background. Give him some milk. Give him some milk. Meanwhile, Musashi goes in the chamber. You know what I'm saying? Pops some grapes into his mouth. Has a little sip of some sake. And he's chilling. And then the, the dude who runs the castle is like, yo, like, what happened? And he said, this is the quote. He said, someone has committed an offense in your vicinity. So I have chastised him just to be sure he won't be playing his tricks anymore. Blood, that dude's hand from the wooden sword beating was ruined. He couldn't use that hand anymore because it didn't heal right. And he lost his job as a cook. That's the story. What is the moral of the story, ladies and germs? Everybody ain't out here playing, bro. 
everybody's not playing. If someone's really about that life, no matter what that life is, it could be technology, it could be uh, history, it could be uh, swordsmanship, it could be boxing, it could be jujitsu. Don't come up trying to play, I'm going to be in the corner and just try to cheap shot dude, bro, because you're going to get hurt and you might lose something real serious trying to play with people who don't. Speaking of Musashi, uh, you know, the other week I put up my tea recipe. I don't sell teas. I make them. I create teas for healthy things. I have a book. I've kept a book for 20 years of tea recipes that I've never shared. 20-year tea recipe book. Anyway, I released the Cloud Scroll recipe for tea, and I just put out Musashi Mind State Tea that has both antiviral and antibacterial elements. This is your health tip. Go to hiphopchess.blogspot.com. You can see the ingredients. But essentially, it's Darjeeling tea, which has antibacterial elements. And then it's mixed with cat's claw, a teaspoon of each. Be careful with cat's claw. It can affect your heart rate. It's a calming tea. I use it. I'd make it before I play chess. Okay? But... Cat's Claw has a lot of healthy benefits. You should look it up. Get the bark, not the powder. That's important. But I use it to not be on blood pressure meds. What's important, though, is that if you make it, you cannot drink this tea if you're on blood pressure meds. You cannot drink this tea if you're on any heart meds. You need to go check with the doctor before you take it. I am not responsible for what happens to you for taking this tea. I've kept myself off blood pressure meds for more than 25 years using this tea. I break it all down on my blog, www.hiphopchess.blogspot.com. And on that note, now we're about to get into this J Electronica and Islam and Hip Hop. I have uh, an amazing woman on the show who is an old friend, Dr. Suwad Abdul-Kabir. She is an author. She is a fantastic teacher. She is a professor. She is a real hip-hop scholar. I'm going to tell you something. Hey, hey, a lot of people in hip-hop, Ed, who are supposed to be scholars, are actually nerds who is never really in the mix. I know who you are, and you know that I know who you are. My point is, and that is not to discredit their scholarship, But a lot of dudes and a lot of women in the space are trying to get props on hip hop about shows that they were scared to go to, about an art that they never participated in, right? And I'm not mad about that. But what I'm telling you is that Dr. Suwad is not that person. This is a conversation that starts and ends on the J Electronica album. But in order for you to understand that album, you have to understand the role that Islam has played in hip hop. And it is much deeper than you think. There are words you say, there are formations you take that are based on Islam's impact on hip hop. And you ain't never known about it, but you fins to know. Thank you for listening to this show. You are about to learn and have a lot of laughs on this show. Um, what are your favorite posse cuts of old school hip hop? What is a posse cut? A, a, a track where hella dudes who might have been solo MCs or people from different crews will mix up and do a track together. I'm giving you my top 10 posse cuts of old school hip hop right now. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to start with Flavor in Your Ear remix. 
Craig Mack, Notorious B.I.G., Cool J. I think Busta Rhymes was on there. Ransom was on there. It almost didn't make it because of Ransom. I'm not trying to hate. He just was never like a dope MC to me, ever. No, no disrespect. Just wasn't moved. I got five on it remix. Hmm? You don't remember that? The Loonies, Spice One, Drew Down, Richie Rich, 40 Water? Hmm? Come on, man. Shock G. Then, Triumph. I know it's, you know, it's hard to say that it shouldn't be Wu-Tang Clan. But, I mean, they're a crew. It's, it's not, anything they do is a posse cut, so they have that advantage. But Triumph. Bitch Please 2. Eminem, Dre, Snoop Dogg, Exhibit. Remember that? Mmm! Fire. Make him say, uh! Master P. That's like the Southern Posse Cut Anthem, bro. Hard. Batting Practice by Souls of Mischief, but the original version. The one that made the album ain't the original version. I liked the album version, but the original version, fire. The last song by Above the Law. Ridiculous. Undisputed champs. High roll back in the building. People forget Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Q-Tip, Pep Love, and J-Biz. What? The Undisputed Champs? Then, I don't even know what number I'm on right now. I'm tripping out. But we got, we got the Militia Remix by Gangstar with WC and Rakim. Scenario, Tribe Called Quest. Huh? L-O-N-S. Huh? Anthem. And the number one is Live at the Barbecue, Main Source. How do we all learn about Nas, huh? Who remembers hearing that song for the first time and being like, my lord, who is this Nas? He's a rebel to America. Does he have any more things to rap about? A legacy. There it is. I made a a playlist on Spotify called Posse Cuts. You can go check these and others out. Now, I give you Dr. Suad Abdul-Kabir talking about J Electronica and the impact of Islam on hip-hop. Bishop Chronicles, Farside TV, you know what it is. Parting shout-outs to at Dream Brand with a J. I got the sickest gi from them. Blood, wait until this COVID's over, blood. I'm choking everybody. At prideclothing.co. Shout out to everybody who rocks with jiu-jitsu and hip-hop. At Moro's Merch. M-O-R-O-S Merch. Know what I mean? And at Guard What's Yours. Get down with it. Check this out. Be blessed. Stay safe until I talk to you again. Farside TV, Side Life Radio, bishopchronicles.com. We out. Worldwide West Side all day, every day. Peace to the planet. You know what it is. Worldwide West Side. A decent bishop called Chillin'. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Jay Electronica's album has been kind of crushing it. I don't know if um, 
any of you guys listen to it, but I listen to it all the time, like almost every day. And, uh, you know, I'm working out. The Yolks are coming on. Um, I'm, I'm vibing with this album. I think it's an incredible record. Um, but it's controversial. And inside a lot of that controversy is a lot of Jay Electronica's reverence for Islam. So I saw a thing uh, on Rap Genius. They did a fairly good job uh, breaking down some of the impact that Islam has had on his lyrics. But I feel like that discussion about hip hop and Islam is one of the most under discussed topics. And it's also one of the biggest and most misunderstood aspects of the conscious hip hop movement. Okay. So what do I do? You know what I do. I go get real G's to come in and talk about this in a level that you're not ready for to help raise your level. And that's why I reached out to the one and only Dr. Suwad Kabir. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Bishop Chronicles. How you living? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am chilling. I'm chilling. Um, you are a professor. You are a doctor. You are... Uh, 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 an author and a, and a speaker. Can you can you tell people? Can you introduce yourself to the peoples? Because I've known you for so long. I will, out of casual friendship, not cite all of your awesomeness while trying to. Right, right. No, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I am Dr. Saad Abdul Khabir. Um, first and foremost, I'm from Brooklyn. Where Brooklyn at? So let's just—that's uh, always really important to start with. <laughs> so that's you really my just coming into a West yes, Coast podcast right. talking about that's Brooklyn. Right. Yes, that's interesting. Yes, okay, exactly. I didn't I didn't expect it to be this hostile, but okay, you know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying. Very good. Um, and so that's where that's that's where my real bona fides come from, right? You know. So, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm, Shout I'm, out to Brooklyn, Brooklyn all day. Shout right. out to all the partners in Bed Stuy. Right. Know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, and so anyway, but I'm a uh, currently I'm a professor um, at the University of Michigan. Um, I'm also um, an artist and activist. I run um, this website called Sapelo Square, which is a website dedicated, it's like an online platform dedicated to sort of amplifying, understanding kind of black Muslims in the United States, um, who we are and why it matters. Um, and hold on, what's it called again? One more time, Sapelo, just for the, for the listeners, I want to make sure they can, yeah. they can, they can go Sapelo there. Sapelo Square, S-A-P-E-L-O Square.com. Um, and I'm the author of the book Muslim Cool Race, Religion, and Hip Hop in the United States. Um, and it is kind of, you know, there's been a lot of, so you're right that the conversation on Islam and hip hop tends to be, I think, under talked about, particularly outside of hip hop communities. Um, mm-hmm. and there has been work, um, so there are folks like um, yourself. Um, there's obviously this another professor, Sammy Aline. He's at UCLA. He's Sham Aidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout um, out to Dr. Aline. Know yeah. what I mean? He's Sham Aidy, who's at Columbia. Um, so hail Delatsai also. But my book is kind of the first full-on, I guess, book that dedicates itself just to that topic. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and thinking about it not just in terms of like how... Islam gets into hip hop, but also how hip hop gets into Muslims, right? So kind of looking at mm. looking at it both ways. 
Yeah, that's actually live. That's actually live. So let's start with the first part. Mm-hmm. How did Islam get into hip hop? Like, where does it come from? Right. So, I mean, you know, when you look at the way people, people narrate, right, like hip hop history and, you know, we typically start in the South Bronx, although I know there's some controversy around that. But <laughs> we start in the South Bronx. West Bronx. <laughs> shout out to Cool Herc. Right. See, so, it's still West. You see, you see how I throw the I, West I, into I see, everything. I, yeah, I, I saw how that. Yes, yeah, somehow that's the West. That's all. That's all South it is. West Bronx. Bronx. I'm, okay. I'm just trying to make sure that I, that you know what I'm saying that 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 the lovers understand. Right. Okay. Very whatever good. KRS was yes. talking about. Right. Cool Herc's, cool Herc's from the West. Right. Continue. Anyway, so but one of the things you have to understand, right, is that when hip hop is emerging. Right. It's emerging in black communities. Right. Afro diaspora communities. Right. Meaning black people from all over the diaspora, black people who are from the American South, black people from the Caribbean, black people from like the speak, you know, Spanish speaking Latin America, all those kind of places. So it's emerging in these communities and these communities are coming sort of out of or just had a lot of that you know, sort of black power. Right. And black power tradition Mm -hmm. and Muslims Mm -hmm. in Islam and black Muslims in particular are really important to that. Right. So like. Oftentimes people talk about hip hop and kind of who was before sort of the first MCs and they talk about the last poets, right? Um, and they talk about the last poets who were formed in 1968 um, in honor of Malcolm X, right? And so the mm-hmm, kind of, when mm-hmm. we think about Malcolm X, we think about someone who's you know definitely pro-black, um, pro-community, pro-self-determination, who has a kind of international focus, right? And all of those kind of values that come from someone like Malcolm X that comes from his history in the Nation of Islam, but also from other sort of mm-hmm. black Muslim communities, that is in the air, right? Like that's in the air people are breathing, right? When they're sort of creating hip hop. And so it naturally then becomes a part of what they produce, right? And so some of the earliest tracks you'll find, right, are just like Malcolm X speeches over breakbeats, right? Because of- Right, right. Now let's talk about that. I remember that um song, No Sellout. Mm-hmm. No Sellout was a song that came out on Tommy Boy Records. Um, what was the name of that group? Were they oh, called it's Big a, Mouth? It was a, called... um, oh God, I just, <laughs> oh, now I'm blanking. It was a DJ. What? Oh gosh. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing I remember is that the guy, it, it, something LeBlanc, right? Keith LeBlanc. That's something LeBlanc. Keith. Keith. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go. There you see, go. see, go. this is what, scholarship, scholarship, <laughs> know what I mean? Um, I remember being, oh man, I had to be 13 or 14 when that record came out and it was played on KPOO radio in the Mm. Bay Area. The first real hip hop station was KPOO. Okay. They were playing hardcore hip hop early Mm. and I would go to my grandma's house. She lived in the mission and I would take my boombox and I would, that's how I would find out what hip hop was happening Mm. is I would just tune into KPOO. As soon as the hip hop show came on, I would turn it on and then I would go out and play. Mm. And then when I came back at night, I would listen to it. Mm. And I remember hearing that record because my dad had all the original samples. Oh, wow. Because he had violets yeah. or bullets on right, wax. Right. He had Message to the Grassroots. And that was like a huge record, uh, I think, in this expression of Islam and hip hop, even mm-hmm. if most people didn't see that right. you know, yeah. at the time. I didn't really see that it was at the time. Yeah. I didn't. No, I think I'm a little bit younger than you. So that, Yeah, I'm so, old. I'm old. So, so like you were like, uh, my parents had not yet met. No, um, 
Cool, cool Herc. Cool Herc was an infant at the time that you're speaking, Mr. No, no, no. Benjo. The, the way that's, the reason why I say that is because I that's a song actually I discovered later, right? So for me, like when that song, I think it came out like '82, '83, something like that. So I was like, yeah. I don't know, four, five, six, something like that. I, I don't remember, but I was a little kid, so I didn't. Um, yeah. So discover that then, but for me, I think so. You have like these breakbeat type situations, right? But then you mm-hmm. also have um, right MCs who are Muslim, and whether they're like in a variety of different ways, you can be a Muslim either because they're sort of a practicing Muslim, or they have they're like Muslim adjacent, or they're in movements connected to Islam and Muslims, right? Like like the right. five percenters. Um, yeah, word is born. Peace, right, God, exactly, mommy. Right. And so and so so I know for me, like probably one of the first. I don't, actually, I don't know if it's the first, but one of the things that first comes to mind, right, is Big Daddy Kane, right? Young, gifted, mm. and black, right? And it opens with like Mr. Farrakhan, and he ends with like Assalamualaikum, right? Something like that. I think right in the song. Yo, that okay. So that line. Was man, you are make you're giving me real flashback problems in my brain <laughs> because um, part of the early era of hip hop, and I think that no disrespect to the young people uh, who listen, because you know I love you, but because of the intentional lyricism mm-hmm. in early hip hop, mm-hmm. there was a huge um, science around knowing exactly what a rapper said, right? Not near. Knowing exactly mm-hmm. what a rapper said, mm-hmm. and so when "Ain't No Half Stepping" came out, of course I loved it, mm-hmm. right? And then like at the end, he's like, "I take a rapper, I make him and break him, da da da, whatever." And then at the very end, he says, "Put up the peace sign, Assalamualaikum," right? And I remember not knowing what in the world he said, and it drove me nuts for a while. And then I figured it out, but I mean, I say, but for that's me- the kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but for me, for example, so like I knew what he was saying, right? Because you know I, right. I was raised in Muslim family, so like I, you know, so so it's interesting too, because like I think one of the things, the two things I want to say. So one is like when in my research, like one of the things that I kind of discovered, I don't use that word. That sounds very colonial. So one of the things I, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I learned, right. <laughs> um, from the people that I was working with, right, was how hearing people drop science, right? Assalamualaikum, mm-hmm. you know, different Arabic terms, you know, things like that. And these people are like 20 years younger than me, right? So like for right. them, they're hearing that and it's really making them feel like they belong, you know, like that, like they feel like I'm being recognized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was like I think because of when I grew up, like I'm, a, I guess, an '80s baby, right? In '80s, '90s, I'm growing up, and I'm in Brooklyn. Like there's a way in which I was already seen as a Muslim and as a black person, but it was like, but it so it was more like affirmation. You know what I mean? It's kind of right. like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, it's like, oh, yeah, of course they say that, you know? And people know we're righteous and all that kind of, all the stuff that was associated, right, with, um, is kind of, I think, was sort of just sort of, I took it for granted, I should say, probably, <laughs> that maybe folks who are in other parts of the country, right, um, weren't having the same experience. But the other thing I think is important in terms of lyricism is like, you know, one of the things that I say is like, you know, knowledge of self, right? The fifth element. Mm. You know, this is, I say, is like the kind of fundamental thing that Black Islam gives to hip-hop, right? It gives hip-hop knowledge of self. And 
you know, the dopest MCs are often five percenters, right? Man, what is it about the five percent that made them all some of the most lyrically and spiritually and visually profound artists I think ever? It's and it's because, it's but it's hard. because it's because of the their religious practice, right? Like if you if mm. if breaking down you know words and terminology like is that if that if that's how you reach right sort of like enlightenment that you're going to be able to sort of like do all kinds of stuff with language (laughs) you know what i mean like and symbols and signs and you know what i mean like because this is how you're trying to become enlightened this is how you do it that you're naturally going to bring that to the music like and that's why like yeah like I mean, you name one. Like, so in somebody's top five, right? There's gonna be at least one on. or more five percent. Come on, you know. So come on. And so, just for those that don't know who rappers from the five percent might be, if you want to listen, I'm talking about Rock Him. I'm talking about Wise Intelligent from Poor Righteous Teachers. Right. Good the Jizza, gravy. The Rizza. Right. If you've heard any Wu Tang (laughs) album ever, you have been exposed to the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the five percent. Right. And it's a big deal, and its impact is huge. You know, like um, I was recently, and you know, I'm gonna. So this is gonna happen on two shows because I talked with somebody else, and I I couldn't remember this film. Hmm. There was a film that came out um, around 2000, I think. And it was um, 98, maybe. And the beginning of the documentary, they're talking about the cypher. And, you know, for those who don't know, that's the circle that people rap in when people are like freestyling. Mm -hmm. So they're like, or ba- or the, dance. the opening shots are like, yo, I don't know where the cypher came. Who who came up with that deal? Yo, I don't know. Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> the fact that this is how it starts is bothersome. Yeah. That's because why. I'm watching it and saying, like, none of you are going to speak on the 5%. Right. Right. So that told me that the that the 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 makers of the film were scared because mm. I refuse to believe that they had so many MCs and were ignorant to it. Right. But then if you if you have that honest conversation about where the cypher comes from, you got to have it. Well, then why? Well, who brought it? Well, right. And now. Yeah. People aren't going to feel so good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, That's real. Who are some of your favorite rappers from the 5%? Ooh. Um, so, uh, ooh, that's, well, of course, Rakim, right? Um, right. Definite, most definitely. Um, poor Righteous Teachers. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I guess Busta Rhymes. I think now he's Sunni, but like Busta Rhymes was 5%er. And Busta Rhymes, like, you know what my one of my favorite crazy parts of five percent stuff in hip hop is the get by remix with Talib mm. and Busta Rhymes, ah. and he mentions at the end of his verse because he does this whole thing, and then at the end he talks about like how if you didn't know your knowledge, you would get beat down in the cipher, mm. right? So that was the thing is yes. like you would get tested in the cipher yes. about your knowledge, you have to show and anybody proof. who didn't have it would get mopped, right? So you got to show and prove. So <laughs> speak on it. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? So see, and that's part of the thing is like, there's so many things that people say in hip hop right. that they don't realize are Islamic terms. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like what are some of those? Can you share 
with the Bishop Chronicles listeners. What are some of the things that people say in hip hop that come from Islam, but most people don't realize it? Mm. So, I mean, so, so let me preface this, right? So in my, in my book, I use this term black Islam, right? And I use that term. What is black Islam? Right, right. So I use that term to kind of really cover a wide number of things, right? In terms of basically this idea of black people engaging with Islam, right? Black people converting to Islam, black people being Muslim, and all the different ways that looks, right? And so with the 5%, for example, like my understanding is that some people in the 5% consider themselves Muslims and some don't, for example, right? But like- Yeah, that's word, that's word. But like I include them under the umbrella because it's connected, right? To the nation of Islam. I mean, they're directly connected, right? The nation of Islam, Sunni Islam, Shia Islam, the Moorish Science Temple, Ahmadiyya is like, all these different ways that black people in the United States have connected to Islam, I call it black Islam, right? So now what's hilarious is right now there is a white kid sitting in Wyoming <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what she just said. I love these moments. That kid is going to grow up to be a great scholar and you're welcome. Continue. <laughs> right. So, right. So some of the things that, so some of the things that first come to mind, right? Like are, um, Things that could be eaten either. So, for example, God, right? Calling people God, right? Is something that is, you know, is a part of Black Islam because it comes from the 5%, right? Um, Drop in science, for example, right? Um, But also, like, say, when in the song Duop, right? When Lauryn Hill is like, don't forget about the Dean, right? The Surat al-Mustaqim, right? And so Dean is an Arabic term for way of life. It's the way that Muslims usually refer to being a Muslim, right? You on the dean, Word. this type of thing, right? So you'll find that. Uh, obviously, of course, assalamu alaikum, Allah, right? Peace. You know, when peace. we say peace, when we greet each right. other with peace. And peace, right? Because you say assalamu alaikum, and then the English is peace, right? And so that also yep. sort of is how you know, sort of comes comes in the language. I mean, and then of show course- Show and prove. Show and, oh yes, of course, show and prove, right? Which comes directly from the 5%. Um, there's also, of course, you're going to have, like, people throw in things like, and I always say, that, I like to use this as an example, and people hate it, but, like, um, what's his name? Run with the mob. Alhamdulillah. What, what is the name? Of- <laughs> Tell him, oh, go, oh, 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 hey, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and the thing about that is funny, and I'm forgetting the uh, the artist's name right now, but the thing was funny about that, so he's not- I think Muslim. it's ASAP, I think it's ASAP Rocky. No, ASAP Ferg, I think, right? Is it Ferg? One of the Saps. Right. But the thing about him is that he's not Muslim, right? But his grandfather is, right? But the thing about the mm. reason why I like that, though, though too, is because, like, even though- like he actually is using the term correctly. You know what I mean? So it's like so it's like Right. It's not, he's not just throwing it in on some like, right. yeah, we just trying to sound Muslimish, bro. Exactly. Like he like so which which to me so one of the things I also talk about in my work is this idea that black Islam is a is a is a part of like everyday black life, right? So like this Arabic mm. term, right? Like it just it like even though, you know, p- people, he knows how to use it, right? He's not just throwing it in. Or like when this old Nicki Minaj, um, uh, she had that song Itty Bitty Piggy from like what ten years ago or something like that, and right. she was like, "I don't f with pigs." Like, "Assalamu alaikum," right? And it's like, you know, the the layers to that <laughs> in terms of like, so right. it's, so it's both. It's both like, you know, Muslims don't eat pork, right? Because like that's pigs, right? But it's also like black Muslims don't mess with them police, right? Because like, like, she's like, you know, in this kind of like, in this sense of like 
you know, resistance, right, to kind of white power and white power structure, right? So, like, in that line, she's reflecting on both those things. And, of course, she's not Muslim, right? But she's a black woman. She's from Queens. You know, so she knows something, right, because of who we are in our communities. And so I feel like, so I feel like it, it shows up in these kind of ways that are kind of explicit, like, Biggie saying Ramadan or something in a song, but also it can come up in ways that are more like how they tell the story, right? Mm, like Queen Latifah stopping mm. for a bean pie, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like these right. things like, like show up, you know, in all these different kinds of ways, both in the past, but also today too, you know? So one thing that, um, you know, I try to make this a real, you know, like Bishop Chronicles is not technically a black show, but mm-hmm. obviously I'm black. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always try to, uh, you know, lace casual fans with with the deeper, mm-hmm. deeper science. Mm-hmm. And like, man, let me just tell you right now, like, I'm I'm I, I struggle with with. You know, I try to keep certain secrets. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, Black America need. You know, we can't we can't give we can't sprinkle all the jewels, man. All the vibranium can't just be handed out. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what about just on a sidebar? Just because you mentioned it, the beauty of the bean pie. Mm. There are people that don't understand the sacred tradition of the bean pie and its flavorful blessing. <laughs> And this is a, a secret, you know, I've, I've really tried to stay away from from letting too many non-blacks know about bean pies. But since you mentioned it, <laughs> can you explain to yes. people how good a bean pie is yeah, now here's and tell the, them what's in it so, so they understand? So here's the thing, right? It's not that they can't have bean pie. They just can't have the recipe. That's all. Right. Right. (laughs) We will give you the vibranium, but we will not allow you to mine it. Right. Exactly. Okay. Because you'll put raisins in it and and, and all this stuff. And it's just going to be like a problem. (laughs) So, right. It'll be like a quinoa crust. Exactly. I'm making my bean pie with a quinoa crust. Yeah, yeah. And we can't have that. You know, no no bean pie innovation. Okay. So, uh, but um, yeah, so the bean pie. is a dessert, right? It's like a sweet potato pie um, in terms of it's a sweet pie. It's made out of a navy bean. Um, the navy bean was something that in the nation of Assam, um, under the leadership of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, um, one of the things that the nation of Assam did, right, was part of kind of regaining your dignity as a black person in the nation of Assam tied to sort of your eating habits too right and so one of the things that was recommended was the navy bean right as a source as a good nutrient rich you know kind of like food that you could eat yes um also, there's a and you can. There's also a story. It's actually a, a short documentary called "Bean Pie, My Brother." It's on YouTube that people can check oh, out. Oh no! That kind of really? Gives, yeah. Oh gives, no! I'm going to watch that as <laughs> soon as I get off with that, you. That gives, oh. that gives some of that history because there's also uh, there's also some part of the Great Depression as a part of this story too. But I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm not going to get to lying. Right, but right, right, right. There. right. And so basically, you know, it's the navy bean. So people think when you think of beans, you don't think of necessarily sweet. Uh, maybe maybe if you're Asian, right? Because a lot of, like you know bean paste, right? That kind of thing. But like in this, on this on this side, beans are a savory thing, right? You put salt on it, not sugar. But right. But um. But beans, right? Um. The bean pie, and so it becomes this thing that's a this really fantastic, right? It's like this 
creamy but not custardy but like I don't know, it's, just, it's just like it's amazing and then it's Ooh. something that people in the nation of Islam begin to sell and black Muslims begin to, and, and so it becomes it's part of how you, know, you they raise money for the community part of how they, you know all that kind of stuff and so it becomes this dessert that really is like and I say all the time that the bean pie is the only right Muslim food on the planet and the reason Ooh. why I say because if you think about it, right, now Muslims are everywhere, right? But take like shawarma or kebab or something, right? The Christian right. Arabs eat that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Jews, Jewish right. Arabs eat that. You know what I mean? Like they're right. not, you know, like it's not, like they didn't make it up, but the bean pie Yeah, comes, Greeks rock with that. Shout right. out to my boy, Denny Prokopos, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, this is not yeah. whatever, but bean pie emerges com- from a purely Muslim experience. Like, this is how it comes. And it comes in the world through that. And so I Do you see why Dr. Suwad is on this show? This is the wisdom that I love. (laughs) Right? Because you can have, like, you can start to have a casual conversation with her, and she'll be like, let me drop the wisdom on you. So anyway, so so that's my claim. I'm going to die on that hill. You can come. You come. I love it. That's real. You you can come. Yo, listen. Don't come for me unless you're ready. But um, this is what I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is my claim, and so if and if you're in whatever city you're in, um, and you know after one some, you know, you know we continue to pray right for our health and 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 um, for a quick you know end um to this Word. current pandemic, um, and once the pandemic is over and we begin to adjust to a new normal, you will look for your local Muslim bakery. Right or some brothers on the corner. You get three bean pie exactly. Three. If you buy under three, you don't really understand. And I should say, Um, at some point, people at some point people will have a. We want to have a bean pie competition, but some of the best bean pies that I've had, right, um, have been Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. And of course, you know, I'm biased, but also um, in Durham, North Carolina. I had this bean pie. Oh my. God, I was like, it was was off the chain, off the chain. And they do something which I'm I'm, so I'm a I'm a bean pie traditionalist. Right. There are people who will put like a cream cheese frosting on all kinds of craziness. I'm like, listen, it's uh, like my hip hop. I want a boom bap. I don't want no extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't start getting fancy, (laughs) bro. Right. Just drop the beat and let people do what they do. But on this in Durham, they have they use a graham cracker crust. And oh my god, stop playing. And I was like, oh, let me find very good. Very good. Yo. Okay, now, sidebar to the sidebar. <laughs> we're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it inside the threshold of hip hop. <laughs> right. So <clears throat> a couple a couple months ago, um, almost a year ago now, I was with Brother Miles from the Nation of Islam mm. at the Wu Tang show mm. and Maceo from De La Soul. He owns a pie company. Word, huh? And it's his. He he brought all of these pies backstage. Mm-hmm. His his mom is like the main chef, mm-hmm. and she had a sweet potato pie that was triple veganed out, mm. and it was one of the most amazing pies I ever had in my life. Wow! And the first thing I thought when I tasted it, outside of I need to buy <laughs> all of these pies mm-hmm. right now, was. I'll bet if she made a bean pie, it's off the chain. Yeah. But then I didn't ask him because I was too busy eating. <laughs> but I love bean pies. You yeah, know what I mean? Yes. Um, so back to the hip hop side of it. Oh, in this show, 
but before you got on, mm-hmm. I was talking about some of my favorite posse cuts of of all time in in in, in hip hop, um, and I wanted to know what do you think in terms of old school hip hop? I'm killing Mike's moments stand out to you. Just one or two tracks, not yeah. like yeah, yeah. No. So tracks. I mean, immediately scenario. I mean, that's just Oof. like. I just can't. As soon as you hear that, exactly, it's like, you're like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? It's on. You're like, right? oh, you know, it's like, and I still, I will just forever. You just can't, you can't stop moving. It's just, it's just, it is, you know. Um, um and particularly in like, and also I really love um, to. It's funny too. Oh, side or oh, sidebar, side note, whatever. So I was going to Durham. The reason why I mentioned Durham for the Bean Pot because like I had just been to Durham. I was going to Durham um, to give a talk, right? And I was trying right. to figure out how I was tell people how I'm gonna tell people about this talk. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be in North Kakalaki, right? right. <laughs> North Kakalaka and Compton. Check, 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 exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "Why That's is that the- fresh? I was like, "Why is it the first thing come up to me? Like, you know, I try to be cool on social media, right? So I'm like, "All right, what am I? How am right. I gonna say North Carolina cool, right?" And I'm like, oh yeah, North Carolina, and I was like, oh yeah, I got yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So the scenario. scenario, and then related, actually, still native tongue, like, um, buddy, and um, man, buddy was such a profound song on so many levels, yes. and it was a crazy posse. Oh cut. my god, and it's funny too because I found this cassette tape, and I don't know where it is. I'm trying to find it. I hope I can find it again. So, um, the station back in the day, like the kind of, not the like. The kind of not the the underground underground, but like the kind of black radio hip hop station when I was a kid, um, or like a teen or preteen was right. um, Kiss FM. Yeah, it was Kiss FM, and they would have a top eight at eight, right? Okay. And I used to like have the radio and like a cassette player that I put together, right? Because I didn't have yep. one that was already <laughs> together, and I record <laughs> right the top eight eight, and. I, Found. I still had like one year, buddy was the was like you know the top song of the night, and I remember finding this tape like oh my god yeah. So buddy still like to this day meaning meaning mean. I'm just like it's just yeah. You know, and I think I actually too I think I saw I don't know it was a Jacob Javis Center, but it was some place maybe it was Jacob Javis Center in the city in Manhattan, and we saw um, them perform that live. So I wow, that. yeah, bonkers, yeah. Now, it's funny that the bean pie thing got mentioned, too, because one of the things that one of the truest gifts I think that Islam has given to hip hop mm. is food consciousness. Mm. Yeah. Food consciousness. Like if you don't have rappers reading the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's mm-hmm. How to Eat to Live. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of the anti-pork messages, yeah. a lot of the, you know, yeah. uh, we, we don't eat meat. Right, yeah. like a, a lot of yeah. the you know fish, which is my favorite, favorite dish, dish. Right, all of that stuff yeah. comes out of Islam, man. Yeah. Now, there's been a, a fair argument I think made for the Jamaican influence, the Itao, well, yeah, the, the Rastafari, the, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No, I mean definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know I think, what I'm like, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I think, but the thing, the thing that's so two things. So one, like, because I actually talk a little bit about this in my book too, because like Karis one had that song Beef, like about the beef industry, right? right? Of course, even like Dead Prez, right? And the, was that wasn't it? Wasn't the first album? Was it the first album? Was no, it, I think it was. It they, was it, right? they they they. 
be healthy. That was right. Not the be first healthy. Album that was on both. Right. So like this kind yeah, of like, yeah. again, like I said, the Nation of Islam. Part of how you reta- regain your dignity, right, is through like personal practice like how you live your life and the part of that is what you eat like you are what you eat like that idea right but the thing about the Rastafari right. Rastafarianism and, and Black Islam and why that makes sense is that it's, it's a similar type of concept right because ultimately one of the things that we have to sort of what we recognize is that you know because of the history of African descendant people right Globally, right. but particularly in this part of the world where we were sort of taken from the continent, brought to the Western Hemisphere, enslaved, right? Your name has changed, your language right. has changed, your religion has changed. And there's a whole like global economy and system that is constructed to tell you you're nothing, right? And to mm. sort of to tell you you're nothing and to, t- and to get you and to try to get you to do things, right, that are undignified. Like that's the whole point, right? Right? Like white supremacy. That is hella deep. You know what I mean? Like white supremacy, like part of the point is like, you know, we are better and you're not, and we're gonna make you try to be that way. And so Right. So and so we're gonna give you garbage to eat. Right. We're gonna give you the worst education. We're gonna give you the worst areas of the country to live in. Right. You All know that what I'm kind of stuff, right? And so like so I think so it's so it's no surprise then that when black people begin to embrace, right, um, sort of traditions that were their own, right? Um, or became their own, that one of the things you're gonna find is something like food. Right, becomes an important part of that practice, right? Like what Word. you put into yourself, right, becomes important. Word. So it's not surprising that like you're gonna find that kind of similarity. You know what I mean? No, that's deep. And it's beautiful. And this is, you know, I think, you know, it's still hard to measure now because hip hop is still so young. Mm. But I feel secure that in the future, hip hop will be noted and properly identified as one of the most intelligent art forms. Mm. in the history of humanity mm. right yeah. because i can sit up and you know everybody knows my lane bro hip-hop and chess what's happening i can show that mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah right uh we're just talking about hip-hop and like food consciousness yeah. right hip-hop and islam right if we talk about hip-hop and christianity we might start with kanye west but there's a lot more mm-hmm. you know yeah. out there yeah and so and back to bring it to islam a lot of people don't even know that 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 jesus walks was was co-written by a muslim right oh. right that's yes yeah go look that up right. in your and phone actually i don't know if, i don't know but there's a great scene so the roots got this series they had this series like these about hip-hop songs did you see that it was on like no. It was on like that this this cable channel AMC, and it's like hip hop, okay. the songs that shook the world, and they had and it was like a six part series, and it was like a different song each time, and so one of the songs was Jesus Walks, and so they interview Rhymefest, um, he talks what? about it. it's chill. I get goosebumps just thinking about it because the story of you know where Jesus Walks, the original song comes from, and then. I mean, like, it's just like amazing. So you should check that out. Like, wow, that is dope. And it's a shout real- out to Ron Fest for yes. all the community work that oh, he yes. does. Yes. Um, he and I were actually in a cool book together called "Be a Father," oh. which was about hip hop fathers. Nice. Um, and, um, and th- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and it's like in hip hop too. He's I, a great guy. I mean, I think I think about it when you're saying hip hop being like, it's like I was because I teach I teach hip hop course right um, at my university mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about how, like, you know, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, how people talk about Shakespeare, you know, and the kind of like yeah. impact. It's like, I'm like, and you, know, you think about like, hip hop. This hip hop is literally like that. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's this global phenomenon. There's like nothing you can't, this nothing you can't talk about, race, class, religion, 
politics, the economy, health, like that the, the hip hop doesn't give you a way in, right? To, right. And, and not just to think about it, but to think about it in, you know, what we call intersectionality, right? Like the ways in which different race and class and gender and all stuff comes together, right? So like, it don't, totally. not, only, not only gives you a way to talk about it, but talk about it with some sort of depth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. To kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's 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 super real. That's super yeah. real. Now, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, which 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 is 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 always important to me, mm-hmm. is is how how do you think Islam in hip hop in any way mm-hmm. has helped hurt or been neutral about honoring women? Yeah, and how. Talk, can you talk yeah, to that a so little I bit? Think, because I have traditionally believed that it was enriching, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to feel like more, but I feel like it goes early on. I don't really see or feel like I hear it the way I used to. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of the rap music that dealt with honoring black women, mm-hmm. that dealt with seeing black women as sacred was a huge part mm-hmm. of that golden age hip hop in mm-hmm. the 80s and late 80s, early 90s. And now I don't want to say that I don't hear it anymore, I think I could say I don't hear it as much. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to know what, what your thoughts are. Yeah, so I think, hmm. so I think, so there's, I guess there's two levels to this for me. So one, there's like just the notion of a kind of black power, black consciousness, right? Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, is in general a good thing, right? Because it's about uplifting yourself and your people in your community, right. but can be right. sort of paternalistic, Right. And so it can be like, I'm going to teach you. You don't really know what's good for you. So I'm going to, you know, make mm-hmm. you do that. Mm-hmm. Or you're not, your behaviors aren't respectable. And so I'm going to get you right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when right, it comes right, to right, women, right, right. and this is true for black women in general, right? Because black women's sexuality, first of all, because their literal bodies, right, are abused, right? Mm. Um, they're raped. Like, I mean, you know, this is how, you know, this is a, a this is a sexual violence. It's just a reality that black women have always had to contend with from when we came here in, in bondage until today. And there are all these <sighs> ideas, right, about black women sexuality being promiscuous, you know, being mm-hmm. like extra, mm-hmm. you know, being hypersexual, you know. And so one of the ways that black people have generally responded to that for both men and women, right, is to sort of promote a different kind of sexuality. You know, I won't necessarily say it's conservative because it's not always conservative, but it can be just like a private one. Right. So like how you express your sexuality is certain people in certain places in certain times. Right now. And that's fine. And that's a choice that folks make. But I think sometimes it can kind of go overboard maybe a little bit. And so like, right. you know, so you're my queen, I put you on a pedestal, you know, all this kind of stuff, but then you take away my agency. Right. And so sometimes mm. I think in like hip hop, you might find that. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of like queen, 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 Nubian queen, you know, queen, queen, queen. Right. Right. But, right. <laughs> but it's like, but pass me the mic, son. Right. You know, it's like- Yo, you know, what's funny. Right. And this was um, do you rem- one of my favorite now? I hate to do this because I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to name drop dudes and clown them. Right. I, but I'm serious. I remember of all my favorite Poor Righteous Teachers songs. Mm-hmm. One was called. Was it My Three Wives? Do you remember that song? Mm-mm, no. It I used it used a Sade beat. Okay. It was used a Sade beat. Um, I think it was on 
the New World Order album. Okay. And oh man, that song was so dope. But essentially, <laughs> he had like three women he was with, and it was just like I was like. I'm not sure this is, uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and it was weird. Like I was like, what I'm going to say is there were elements of it that to me felt very sexist mm-hmm. under this umbrella of like knowledge, wisdom, understanding, right. queen, woo, woo. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Exactly. And I think that was the first time I was aware of that mm-hmm. energy right. in hip hop. Yeah. No. I, now, hey. I still love the song, and I, you know, what I'm yeah. saying I'm sorry. No, I, mean, I feel I, like you know, wise, think, intelligent. Don't be mad at me, bro. And I think I'm just so, talking. But so I think, so for example, though, like so, so then it's like so when you have so, then, so like when you have so someone like a Lauren Hill, right? I think mm-hmm. when she she emerges, so you people like that. It's like so you have there's a way in which that same kind of consciousness, right? is there and it and it extends and of course she makes references to islam and muslims all that kind of stuff too um but the woman is talking for herself right as opposed to being right. talked, talked of i think the second level of this for me is more around and one of the things that i wanted to talk about just quickly i think is like how like muslims so not so, so kind of both how muslims use hip-hop right um and how like the mainstream sees Muslims using hip hop. So what I mean by that is like, mm. so I mean by that is like, so for example, like in Muslim communities, right? Many of them, particularly, well, many of them in general across race, but sometimes in particular with particular communities. So like South Asian, like backgrounds or Middle Eastern backgrounds will like discover hip hop and Muslim and a Muslim doing it and be like, woohoo, it's so exciting, right? And yeah. if they're a man, but if they're a woman, right, they'll be a lot quicker to sort of not recognize who they are or to kind Word. of say they shouldn't do it. Right. You know, so there's a kind of double mm. standard. So, the, you know, it's like it's like we'll celebrate these people, like even though they got a whole bunch of skeletons in their closet. Right. But she come on stage right. and like her scarf slip a little bit. And, you know, it's like. You know she's going to hell. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> a stock, a stock for the law. What's right. happening? Right. You know what I mean? So I feel Wallahi, like, they should never be on the mic. Right. So I feel like that happens. And so, the, so hip hop coming into the Muslim community in that sense, it's actually not helping, or it's not. It's, it, I guess kind of neutral because there's already these issues around right sexism and stuff that are there, and hip hop just becomes another way to reproduce that. And then I think. Right. And then I think sometimes too is like, and then it's like this question of like putting people on. So one of the things that I would, mm. I studied too was like, you know, again, how hip hop operates in Muslim communities. And like, I just recently saw, I recently came across, and I'm not going to name nobody because anyway, but I recently came across this like kind of collective, right? Of this, um, this MC and he's kind of pull people, pull people together under the sense of we're Muslim when we do hip hop, right? He's black. Right. The whole crew is black. They got one first lady, right? And she's not black. And I'm like, now for what, what I what? Yeah. right? <laughs> so for what I heard, right? She, she seemed like she could rhyme. Like I heard a little whatever, but and it's not right. like she needs to be black. But it's just the idea of that, like, and what I mean by that is the way race also plays itself out. It's like, but you got black Muslim women who've been rhyming for forever, right? And struggling, and you got people pulling together to get stuff, any shine, right? You you pulling together something, and you go and you just gonna you know skip over her. And not do nothing for her, right? But are you supposed right. to be about this Islam and this community and this Oma and all that kind of stuff? I'm like, I don't know about all that. So, anyway, those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now I think that's a really salient thing. And I think that, you know, um, I mean, you know, if I'm just being wholly transparent, you know, I don't consider myself woke. <laughs> I consider myself striving for a level of wokeness mm-hmm. and a level of wokeness that is maybe unattainable. Mm. However, you know, as a as a as a father of black daughters, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are certain in certain ways, I think that Islam has helped me. I know mm-hmm. has helped me become a better man mm-hmm. and has helped me become a better person who honors women mm-hmm. in whatever phase they find themselves in mm-hmm. okay. uh, or strive toward. Um, I think in another way, you know, I wrestle with what hip hop has said and done around black women mm-hmm. and it it becomes very painful I think at this stage I recently had an argument with a guy we're talking about top albums and I said I like the chronic and he was like at 42 years old I can't like the chronic and love it anymore because of how disrespectful it is to mm-hmm. women yeah and I was like <laughs> but it's dope though <laughs> <laughs> Like, but I was, I was just like, I was like, you know, and, 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 and I wrestle with this because like, you know, I think one of the craziest things about hip hop and the beauty in it is so much of it comes from young black men who just don't know better. You know what I mean? But that's not always an excuse. And after this much hip hop has been made. Can it still be one? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's, that's what I think about hip hop is like, what did most of us say? You want to know what's going on hip hop? That you know what's going on with us, right? So like right. the kind of like patriarchy, misogyny, sexism that we find in hip hop music and culture is not because of hip hop, right? It's because of the cultures that we come out of, right? And you know the, the patriarchy is a global problem, right? So this right. is just a reality, right? And it's a reality that we're going to live with as you know we're, we're going to have to continue to struggle with, right? Basically, right. and I think. You know, a lot of, you know, this is something called hip hop feminism, right? And like, so Joan Morgan um, is probably the first person, I think, or one of the first people to sort of coin that term. Yeah, shout out to Joan Morgan. And it's like this idea of like struggling with that, right? Because um, I was just right. talking and I can now I'm really telling my business, but I was telling my, <laughs> my, um, I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, doggy style. I, I used right. to have that album right on a cassette tape and i used to play all the time and i was walking down the street listening to the radio and as soon as the beat dropped and it was like there's so much drama like i started (laughs) rhyming this song like it was my social security number like i knew it (laughs) i know right you just know it you're in right i was just like the ball right Right? you know and that's like in I'm in, and that's a contradiction, right? Because even at 13 or 14, whenever it came out, I knew it was crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, I knew, like, <laughs> well, I, I knew, I was like, this, like, oh, this is not all good, right? And this is crazy, and this kind of thing, right? And I knew that then. So part part of it is like, it's a contradiction. We're, nobody's perfect. We're all dealing with it, and we kind of gotta name it for what it is. That said, right? We can also demand more of ourselves, our artists, and our communities, mm. right? So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 
like you know you know somebody like Kim is 17 when she or 18 or 19 when she does this right or like whatever right like right. people are right. they're teenagers they're young obviously they have some kind of insight because everybody has insight right so it's not because they're young they don't have insight but they don't know everything they might think of things differently in 10 years or whatever right and so that happened right then. right and now i think that we can just kind of push ourselves to do better and be better right i don't and i think that that's just what we have to continue to do and so i think we we do call out stuff when we see it you know from them but also now um we try to get people right. to sort of like you know elevate because ultimately like I just want bars, you know, and yeah, you know what I mean. And I wanted to, and, and I wanted and, to mean something too, you know. Like I wanted to be like, right. oh, dang, I never thought about that that way, you know. Or like, yeah, and and that's for me as a as a as a as a as an OG in the space. One of the things that I always loved was how you learned about different cities, different cultures, different slang, mm-hmm. right through hip hop, and how Islam for me personally was such a a great thing for that mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was such a great thing for me to learn about brooklyn yeah you know what i mean about compton mm-hmm. right um oakland yeah. you know what i'm saying so you know and and i and i love that aspect of it and so i always struggle with with that part of 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 what's in hip-hop because they're so young because they're so kind of dumb and hypersexualized by an education system that didn't teach them better and you know mm-hmm. broken households and you wrestle right. with what all of that means for what they say and how accountable can I hold this guy right you know what I mean for for what they're saying but at the same time I don't want to absolve them yeah. right like I don't want to oh no it's cool bro I know you don't know better right but like I can't say that either right and I think know? and also we have to have and also we have to have like one of the things one of the reasons why we call it the golden age right of hip-hop because there was so much hip-hop of so many different kinds, right? Ooh, and so you know what real. I mean? Like and and the and really the crime the cream rises to the top. You know what I'm saying? And so like Yeah, 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 yeah. Word. When you have when you have like a wide range of stories and storytellers, right? Then right. you know, peep the people can pick and understand and get some comparison, right? And it's like, oh wait a minute. Okay, you know, you know, right. so it's like it's like that, you know, the glass, the dirty glass, clean glass, whatever type of situation, right? Like people can kind of like right, 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 see that kind of stuff. And I think part of the issue now is that at least if you listen to like radios or like you know top billboards or you know the people who like you know claim to sort of rate stuff, like it's all kind of mm-hmm. a lot. Of, it's all kind of the same. <laughs> so like right, no, it is, it is. It's it's know. very. It's funny. It's funny you mention that because uh, a couple years about I don't know, like ten years ago. Someone that I knew that worked at a pretty major record label sent me a bunch of music from their artists. And one of the things that I hated about the music in general was that all of the, you know, because we were just talking about posse cuts, mm-hmm. right? Um, all of the, the the tracks that had guest appearances mm-hmm. were the same rappers on every album, right? So... It's this guy's album, but he's got these three dudes. On that guy, he got the other three. And I was like, man, that's weak. Hip-hop is not supposed to be like that. Hip-hop used to like, you would have that dude who put on a guy from his neighborhood that nobody heard of. Mm. And you're like, yo, who is dude? I didn't even know they had it like that out there. And you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's deep. It's deep to watch it all. Now, I recently looked up an old article I found on Hip-Hop and Islam from 1999. Mm. Um... This was a, a profile that a guy named Ali Asadullah did for mm. beliefnet.com, beliefnet.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a profile on, on Most Def, a.k.a. Yasin Bey, mm-hmm. um, 
one of the dopest, coldest MCs to ever come out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt. So shout out, shout out to B. Don't ever say I don't love Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm right. a West Sider, but I got love. I got love for Brooklyn. Right. Um, but this particular article by Ali Asada Law mm-hmm. is. Um, He's talking about like how he took Shahada when he was 19 years old. Mm. And apparently his mother was living in Brooklyn, but his father was in New Jersey. And I guess he learned to make wudu, which is the ritual cleaning before you mm. pray, when he was 13. But he didn't take Shahada until he was 19. But his dad's and then Muslim. It, it, it goes. Yeah, exactly. His dad's Muslim. Yeah. So his, his pops kind of put him on. And um, then it talks about how he met other Muslim rappers like mm-hmm. uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad and Q-Tip mm-hmm. from A Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I just wanted to ask you before we start to wind it down, who are some of your favorite Muslim rappers over the years mm-hmm. or Muslim-influenced rappers, right. even if they're not necessarily right. Muslim? So definitely, like, so, uh, yeah, you know, Yassine, Yassine Bey is definitely um, someone. Like, yeah. actually, my very first academic article on Islamic hip hop, I opened with Bismillah Rahman Rahim, right, citing his opening of Black on Both Sides. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He, so he's definitely there. Um, obviously, Tribe, so Q Tip and Alicia Shaheed Muhammad, of course. Um, Big Daddy Kane. Um, right. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say Ladybug Mecca um, from mm. Diggable Planets. Um, for sure also I'm gonna move a little more like contemporary I guess kind of like move, yeah. up, move up the years a, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. a little bit um, I really, he's actually a good friend of mine too I really love his work I'm Brother Ali he's from um, Minnesota Brother Ali is dope yeah, he's really dope he's really good many bars yes for many days. bars <laughs> um, yeah also yeah. there's um, Maymuna Mumu Fresh Maymuna Youssef um, she is okay. an independent artist. She's out of Baltimore. Um, she's she sung um, that the Roots had that song. It don't feel right. That got nominated. Um, right. So she, that was her voice right. singing that hook. But she's this dope. Oh okay. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah, yeah. this dope like MC and she sings and she and she has bars. Like this is not like some like oh I sing I rap a little bit. No no no. <laughs> like it's like she bars. She sings right. for real and she rhymes for real. <laughs> so I love it. That is, I love it. That is um, there are also some other people people may not know as much about. There's um, the narcissist who's actually Canadian, Iraqi Canadian. Um, he's dope. Um, Omar Fendam, who's um, like Syrian, like background. Um, he yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm familiar with both of them. Yeah, dope like dope yeah. as well. The reminders from Colorado. I, mean, I can, I could really go on. Oh, and, uh, the reminders. And I can't forget. Yeah, she calls herself. I think she calls herself the first lady of Islam hip hop, but misunderstood. So she's from Queens. And misunderstood just followed me. I feel honored. Yes. She just followed Bishop Chronicles. Yes. I feel legitimized. Right. Yes. And so she's, you know she's I mean? dope. Like Shout I, I, she, out. she's dope. Like she um I remember years ago she's um she's dope. But now I'm gonna forget somebody that I shouldn't have forgotten. But um but there's a lot of just amazing um folks kind of like older, you know, sort of sort of back in the day, you know, again from Rakim mm-hmm. to Busta Rhymes mm-hmm. and Tribe to Woo, you know, to like to the Woo to like, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of goes on and on and on. And then people who are sort of more independent, maybe as not as well known right now, right? Um, right. More underground, um, who are also, you know, just making really good and important and inspiring music right you know and i think right the fact that they're muslim though is not incidental i mean there's some people like so someone like i misunderstood like 
she wear her her Islam on her, on her sleeve, right? So like she's talking really directly. I think I think her main audience often is Muslim, but you should yeah. check out some of the battles she be doing because she be, <laughs> she be yeah yeah her. yeah. You know you know uh, Christy Z. Yeah, uh, who put together a million different DJ battles? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Christy Z for all of her contributions to hip hop since way, way back. Right. She first told me about Misunderstood. Yeah. She was the first one, and, so you, and she was the first one to tell me about Omar Offendum and Narcissist. Right. But I'm, it's important you, know you talk about Christy because I think you know when we talk about hip hop, we 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 sometimes often tend to just stay with one element, so we spend a lot of time on MCs. But like you know when it comes right. to like you know so like um so Pop Master Fable. Right. Yeah. From from Rocksteady, Muslim. Yeah, dancer. Right. Dancer. Um, you know, there's also this this these two sisters, um, they're they're like twins. They call they call themselves El Tawam, which which means the twins mm-hmm. in Arabic. They're mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. dancers, dope. And then I have seen them yeah. and they are raw. And they first started working you know? with Amira Sackett, who actually is one my teacher, right? So she's I, I was learning like basic top rock and some some floor work from her. And of course and Fable is one of her teachers. So I always have to say that, say that right? Because in hip hop, I always joke, you know, they have this thing in, in Islam, it's called an isnad or a chain, right? So if you're going to make a right. claim about anything or you know anything, you have to have a chain. And I'm like, hip hop is like Talk that. Talk about too. it. Hip hop is like that too. Hip hop is exactly you like cannot, that. You cannot be like, oh, I know how to do something. <laughs> People are like, who are you like? Yeah, that from? I'm a dancer. Oh, you a dancer, huh? Right. Talk to me about how you, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yeah, Pop Master Fable. Right. Oh, okay. Right. right. You know so, what I'm saying? And everything changes, so, yeah. right? So, I, so yeah. Um, so, like, no, that, that's a big deal. Right, right. So that's a big so, deal. Yeah, so there are also folks who are doing that, and of course DJs, right? Like um, DJ David from Germany. Right. He was an old school battle DJ. DJ David from Germany. I remember I did a show at the Stone. I think it was with Invisible Scratch Pickles. They were FM two O at the time, mm. though. It was before ISP. Mm. FM two O, and DJ David was there, and I remember I went up to him. And um, he saw that I had a kufi on. And he was like, hey, so I'm like, mm-hmm. like what's up? We became hella tight. Yeah. We were always kicking it. Like, right. man, shout out to DJ yeah, David. Like, no, that's a beautiful it, thing about other elements. Yeah, like, hey, Salam. I don't know. Is Salam Remy Muslim? I'm not sure. Um, that's a good question. But but Swiss, And then graffiti artists like El, El Cid. Right, you know El Cid, what I'm saying? right. And then I was going to um, say Swiss Beats. You know, like he's Muslim. And, yeah. And French Montana, which is interesting, which I guess we'll talk about that another time. Because... <laughs> Yeah. Like, um, yeah. No. 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 Well. Uh, and be- TJ Khaled we go, and those folks. So. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because that's a whole different. Yeah. Yes. DJ Khaled, bro. We gotta have some conversations, player. Right. Um. Um. Circling back to Jay Electronica. Mm. What are your thoughts on this album? How do you like it? So no, I do. Um. I um. So I listened to the album when it, you know when it first came, when it first came out, um, and I had right. um, you know certain songs on repeat. I mean, I feel like so I will say, and I'm not. I was I was a little bit surprised it was a duet. <laughs> so right. I was like. Right. Was, it was a bromance album. Right. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I was it was like, a bromance why album. Jay Z on every song, but. Um, although, but Jay-Z, I think, actually um, did a really good job. Like, I mean, in terms of like, you know, because I feel like um, with him, you know, and also, as, as you know, as hip hop matures, right? And as people who have been in the game for a long time and they're doing a lot of other, other stuff, you know, sometimes creatively, your interests go, go elsewhere, right? And so you're not always, right. you know, doing the same kind of stuff in terms of the quality, right? But I felt like he came, right. like he came correct, right? Um 
And of course, so did Jay Electronica. And so I felt like the album was dope. I did. I felt like um, I really enjoyed the production um, and also the messages. Right. And I think that when it comes to Islam and hip hop, you know, one of the things that is this kind of question that people keep on asking is like, does Islam still matter to hip hop? So even if we're going to like accept, you know, we might accept that, you know, in its origins, right, during its golden right. age, you know, there was this really right. significant presence of Islam, black Muslims, right? It was in people's style and what they were eating, right. what they were saying, right? We recognize that. But today, right, people are like, well, I don't know. I don't feel like I see it the same way. And I feel like, you know, my assessment, I should say, my scholarly <laughs> assessment is that... Your scholarly perspective right, right, says... Right, Is that that's both true and not true. So it's true that the, a lot of the explicit references are not as prominent, right? But but knowledge yourself is always in hip-hop. And so therefore, Islam's influence is always going to be there, right? And so what I see mm, with JLX's work is that it's kind of reminding us of that explicitly, you know, that implicit relationship explicitly, right? Because by him pairing it with Jay-Z with somebody who I don't think most people, people most people don't know about Jay-Z's like history with the Ansar, right? And they don't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't know about the originators. Go look up the originators right. on YouTube so they don't, and talk to me about Jay-Z and his faith, boy. Right, so they don't know about Jay-Z's relationship to Islam. They don't, they you know, they don't know about his relationship to sort of this black consciousness. And so... By pairing up with Jay Electronica, right, um, who is known exactly for those types of things, I think that it's, I think it's a kind of, um, it's a, like I said, I think it's kind of a reminder. And he even says this at one point, like it's the return of the ox or something, return of the Mahdi. He makes that's his, right, yeah, he does, kind of yeah, that's right. Song. So on that case, I think I, I think that's dope, and I'm really interested. I, I find it like it gives me a lot to think on and chew on. So musically, it's good. Yeah, like I'm, I'm nodding my head. I feel you know, like, whatever you know what I'm saying. Right, right, um, right, right. And then it's making me think, and I think, and then and and still, right? These the questions that you raised, the questions around gender, right? I think questions around politics, right? Like, I think these mm-hmm. things come up because it's like, you know, because it's just JLEC and Jay-Z, you know, where are the women? I mean, I, I mean, he honors obviously some of the women in his life, right? Like his mom and stuff like that. Right. I mean, God have right, mercy. Right, right. But like in terms of like, you know, beyond that, right? Like when does right. that show up, you know? Um, right. Where's the honor for the sisters right, of this day right, in this right, age, right? right. Um, in this moment. Like even right, that one yeah. thing. Oh, I don't know. Well, I'll say that. I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll skip that. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> say it no no i'll say it but like i think like this speak on it this is your platform you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i think like that con- one of those controversial ro- lines in the song around sort of like anti-semitism stuff like and he meant and, and, and when i read this one analysis it was like it's not about jews it's about this woman he used to be in a relationship with right and they were saying that to say that it's not the rothschild. The rothschild right so they were saying that to say that it's not about that it's about that and that's fine, but even if it's about that, that's like hella misogynistic. Like the way, you know, like the way that whole mm. thing is set up. It's like you didn't bring it up with honor, right? right? It's not it's like, like you were you were honoring her tradition, right? Like, so he's trying to diss her. He's basically dissing her, right? And I feel right. like that's not God. You know what I mean? Like that's not cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? Like so it's like not sure that's a halal lyric, Hawk. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? So and for me that's like, that's a more that's kind of the issue. So so I recognize that anti Semitism is not really at play here, but I feel like I want 
more you know what i mean like i, I want you right. to be able to talk about your relationship and a breakup and whatever in a way and it's not that you have to be like this the person wasn't good to you or whatever they weren't good to you i mean that's fine that's your story right but i felt there was something about the the way the the lyric was set up that to me felt like this is not right <laughs> you know like yeah from a gender perspective yeah. you know what i'm saying so like i feel like so there's well, some you know, of those things i think that are that are in the album right but that's why mm-hmm, that's what also mm-hmm. makes it a good album in the sense that again it gets us thinking and talking and you know trying to you know and because you know and then and we can push right we push back and we say okay i love what you did here i don't like what you did there right Right. Or I don't understand what she was doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because because one of the things like I, I, you know, I've already said I love this album. I think it's great. I think in the future I'm going to go out on a limb. Mm -hmm. This is a big limb. Right. People be like, remember when you said that, blood? Remember when you said that? (laughs) Um, I think like for me, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Mm hmm was the album that reminded me mm. that my father had taken me to the Alhambra when I was nine mm. and told me that the Alhambra was was made from black men and women who were Muslims, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Even though we wasn't Muslim, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We wasn't Muslim. Mm-hmm. I remember him taking me to the top of King Ferdinand's castle and pointing across mm. the Iberian Peninsula and saying, that's home, mm. son. That is home, right? So then I fast forward, you know, Malcolm X records, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and then Nation of Millions drops. And like it was just totally triggering and a whole total throwback, and that led me to read the autobiography of Malcolm X, which mm-hmm. led me to convert to Islam eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Which led to me writing about hip hop and Islam, and which led to this conversation we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I believe that this album for teenage boys now mm-hmm. will be the uh, uh, it takes a nation of millions hmm. for their generation. And it will take time. And I think that like people, because I said too, like, why is Jay-Z all over this record? Jay-Z being all over the record is the sugar of Jay Electronica's medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't want to listen to it as much. If you just knew he was on one song, you'd only listen to that one song. Right. Now you got to listen on all these things and Jay's going to bring science that you don't know about. Yeah. Right. And um, as far as the anti-Semitism thing, I wrestle heavily with it because without getting too deep, because that's a whole podcast in itself, to be honest, is that the way that album opens up with Minister Farrakhan, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, yo, I'm going to break down this thing like a lawyer. And then I don't feel like through the course of the album that that actually happened. Mm. And so on another level, I know that a lot of times rappers, and I think especially Jay Electronica, he is deliberately provoking and prodding, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with the topic as sensitive and as serious as anti-Semitism, you can't do that. Mm. That's my belief. Mm. So if you're saying that your lyrics are not anti-Semitic and if you're saying that people are misinterpreting it, then you have a duty to clarify, to show and prove. That's what Muslims are supposed mm-hmm. to do. So I don't care whether he goes on with Rosenberg right. and has that conversation, which I don't think that he will do. Mm. And I actually don't even think that it's a conversation that Rosenberg is ready for. No. Nah. Because the problem that I have with Rosenberg is simply this. He said that he felt some kind of way about the lyrics that he felt was coming from from Jay Leck. Mm-hmm. And he's right to have those feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell him he can't have those feelings. Right. But how come you never felt that when you heard the black woman being disrespected? Right. 
How come you never heard that with all the albums and artists that you brought on and championed that were black men promoting the death of other black men? You didn't feel that? Mm-hmm. You, what happened to your feelings there? You was numb? Right. What was preventing you there? So the, the, the problem is that, you know, if the call is for equal dignity, then you got to show it too, Rosenberg. Right. Yeah. You got to show it too. Record executives, whatever. So I'm not saying... I'm not even going to defend or deny right. any of the accusations against his album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let him do that. Right. I'm going to let him do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Jay Leck, man, I want to hear more of you, bro. Yeah, I do. On too. the mic. And 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 I want to see some debates popping, boy. Let's get this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding <laughs> and want, out here. I you know what I'm saying? I want to see some sisters, right? Um, you yes. Know, I want to see some collab. I'm suggesting you moderate that debate if it happens. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talk, suggesting I'm about that you. I'm talking musically. Mo- I want to see some collaborations. <laughs> Right. I want to see. Yes. Like, I want to see him building. Right. With yes. some women. This is what I want to see. That's real. I think I That's think real. that would be I think in general. Right. We need more. We need, we, we need more. We need more in general. Like when it comes to hip hop, we need more. <laughs> like just in general. Period. We need right. More. Yes. Uh, but in particular, we need to elevate to make space for to I have this saying that I that I like tweeted once and now it's it like people like it a lot or something and it's hip hop inspired right and it's like you don't have to be a voice for the voiceless just pass the mic right and so we mm. need more ma- pa- factology you know what I mean <laughs> we need more that's facts right there we need more mic passing right it's like don't no that's true mic. no that that's true that's true I think that you know um, well let, I'll let you know. You are always welcome to the Mike on Bishop Chronicles. Thank you. I, appreciate I appreciate you it. for uh, coming on. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Thank you for repping Brooklyn. You All know what day, I mean? Every day. Thank you. <laughs> and shout out to my homegirl in Bedstuy, Timbisa M. Shaka, OG, Muslim woman in the business, holding it down with from so many levels. Um, Brooklyn's getting shouted out yet again <laughs> on Bishop Chronicles, which I know, you know, this is one of the few few episodes where Brooklyn's going to get hurt as much. Um, but I am, I am, I have immense gratitude, um, to you sincerely. Um, and I, and I hope that everybody goes and go cop her book, go online and listen to her talks. You need to read her articles. You need to go check in on Sapolo and you need to understand that like, you know, if we're talking about hip hop and best practices, she is a living example of that scholarship and 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 that care for the art. So thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. And thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to chop it up with you um, and your audience. And um, I look forward to sort of you know seeing how things develop and what's yeah next. yeah yeah absolutely no wait wait real quick where can people get at you how do they get in contact um, with you i have a website for myself um it's just dr suad.com so d-o-c-t-o-r-s-u-a-d.com and so i have like you know links to just about everything i do is on there and also beautiful social media at dr suad but that's just a d-r-s-u-a-d so okay yeah fantastic uh, well, thank you. And in, in the tradition of this dean, I'll just say I appreciate you for being on this show. And assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Teacher, what style is that?
Hey.